Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome in to the Morning Five podcast. Today is Tuesday, October 4th, and it is brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today, but hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen, personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, today is National Cinnamon Roll Day. Are you Sign a me fan up. of cinnamon rolls? Sign me the F up. I love me some cinnamon rolls, dude. I I am not a massive, massive fan of cinnamon rolls. I'll eat them every now and then, but what I do love is when you're in a mall, especially in like the, the Christmas holiday time, and they have a Cinnabon in the mall, and you can smell the cinnamon rolls throughout the entire mall. I do love that, man. That is they're, awesome. They're phenomenal. And yeah. if you can get them on like a on a Saturday or a Sunday morning, um, like Cassie's made them before on a Sunday morning, that's just like, oh, you wake up to that smell. Mm, yeah, I'm good. I am perfectly well, fine with it. That like for some reason that like screams like uh, like the holidays here. Like when you're shopping around a mall and you can smell those cinnabons, and I don't know, smelling through the entire mall while you're shopping and everything. That signifies like uh, all right, all right, Christmas is here, uh, holiday season's here. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like cinnamon rolls, but I love the smell of them, which is weird. <laughs> uh, and today is also National Taco Tuesday, so it is I'm gonna National I, Taco Tuesday. That's crazy, I, man. I am going to try and convince my wife to uh, go to Mexican tonight after after football practice. We'll see her before football practice if we have time. Doubt we have time, but yeah, National Taco Tuesday today. I'm I'm sure we will settle for uh, for Taco Bell after practice. <laughs> which, Taco, uh, Taco Bell is not something to settle for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will I will not partake in that. I do not eat Taco Bell. So did you uh, see what will... else it is today? No. What else is today? National Vodka Day. Oh, nice! Take it. Do like a uh, do like a nice thing of vodka. Yeah, so it's, it's okay. Yeah, National Cinnamon Roll Day, National Taco Day. I like vodka. I don't like cinnamon rolls, uh, and I well, I like tacos, but I don't like Taco Bell. Uh, but I do like vodka. I do. I will drink a little vodka. There you go. Uh, yeah, uh, Billy. Last night the Braves get blanked by the Marlins after sweeping the Mets. Bryce Elder goes five innings pitched, six hits, four earned runs, one walk, five Ks. Uh, essentially, we're going to call that the Morton line as the Morton line last night. Not a bad line for Bryce Elder, really. Uh, not good, but not bad. I mean, you know, I don't know. That's, that's sort of what you would expect out of the part that Bryce Elder plays. Now, he has pitched better than I think he should have in a lot of games, but I, I think this is about what you expect out of Bryce Elder, the Morton line. You know, five innings, four and runs. That's fine. That's, it's not great, but that's fine. Yeah, it's uh, it's about typical, especially for a rookie, and, you know, you hope that Bryce Elder, you know, you, people have kind of made the comparison to uh, Kyle Wright with Bryce Elder is, you know, he's been up and up and back and he's been up and down, up and down, up and down, and, and 
finally here lately it's been he's been up um and you you just hope that he can turn the corner have a really strong finish to the season and then the next thing you know like 21 wins happens next year you know what i mean so let's let's hope that that's the case but uh we'll see and Billy, that's the first time all year that Bryce Elder has allowed more than three earned runs in in his outing. Yeah, um, yeah. The, it wasn't a great night for the Braves. No, no, it was not. the The pitching, the, the pitching wasn't stellar, but it was good enough to win, I think. Um, but the but the hitting at the plate, the approach of the plate was just dreadful. Four hits total for the Braves, two by Dan's Bay, and one apiece for Arcia and Grossman. Riley went 0 for 4 with 4Ks. Uh, Olsen, I believe Olsen went 0 for 4 with 3Ks. Uh, we struck out a lot last night. Struck out 14 times. And Lazardo had 12 of those Ks in six innings pitched for the Marlins. Uh, so not a great night at the plate for the Braves. But the way this team is structured, you're going to have nights like that. That's just the way this roster is constructed. And that's sort of the way baseball is now you know it's a it's a feast or famine type game um so you put this one behind you you still the magic number is still one uh the Mets didn't play last night because of the rain so if the Braves win tonight or if the Mets lose one of the two Braves clinch the division for the fifth consecutive time and it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if they win or, or it doesn't matter if they win or lose any one of the remaining three two games for the Braves or lose any of the remaining three games for the Mets. The Mets lose any of these games against the Nationals. The, the it's our it's ours. If the Braves win any of the two games against the the Marlins, it's ours. So it doesn't matter. The problem becomes we need to if we get swept and the and the Mets sw- sweep the uh Nationals, then it goes back to the Mets, but that's not going to happen. Right. We essentially have, we had six chances to win the division last night. We have five more chances to win the division this year. So all we have to do is get one of those five games to go our way. And we are division champions. Once again, something that I honestly didn't think we were going to get probably a month and a half ago. Um, I thought we were going to be a wild card team. But the Braves just kept winning, and the Mets are just a tick behind them at the moment. So I don't want to say I'm surprised, but I'm I'm a little bit I'm a little bit surprised that that we have a uh, chance to win chance to win the division. So either win tonight or Mets lose once tonight, and we are division champions. All right, let's get to one of our favorite new segments. Uh, this one is fun with audio. It's we've had so much fun with this segment. Um, over the past couple of weeks and we're going to continue to so last night uh if you were watching the monday night football um broadcast you may not have really heard it you know when when this kind of stuff happens they kind of cut away and they just kind of start talking about football randomly about and is they don't do anything about it when you talk when you watch the Manning cast, however, the Manning cast will talk about uh, everything. And apparently there was a streaker that went through uh, last night at the Monday Night Football game. This was in San Francisco, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was in San Francisco. So here's the Manning cast. And, and, and part of why I love this is it's because of, of Peyton Manning. But 
here's the Manning cast briefly talking about the streaker on the Monday Night Football game last night. Well, there, you just take him wherever. I, if, if he's totally naked, there's certain places you can't take him. <laughs> <laughs> just if he's naked, what? there's certain places you can't take him. Just what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's pretty amazing. Uh, if he's naked, there's certain places you can't there's take certain him. certain places Thank you, you can't take him. Excuse me? Thank you, Peyton. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. We we do realize that. <laughs> uh, the Manning cast was good last night, man. It's it, it's once again some of the best. Uh, uh, you know, It's not really commentating, I guess. I don't, I don't know. So, sort of fun alt broadcast of, of any game or any NFL game. If they could somehow pair the Manning cast with the analytical Thursday night football Amazon cast. I think that'd be a uh, grand slam. You'd be incredibly happy. Be amazing. Yeah. All right. Uh, this one, this next clip is not really fun with audio. This is just amazing. Uh, ben Ingram is describing the last out of Sunday's game. Um, this audio is courtesy of the Braves Radio Network. Pitch on the way. Fly ball to right field, Acuna going back, Acuna is there, he's got it! And the Braves have swept the Mets and dealt them a devastating defeat. You've come at the Kings, you better not miss. They came into Atlanta, Georgia, and the Braves took them down three times. And the magic number's down to a one for this ball club that now has 100 wins on the year. You come at the Kings, you better not miss. That line right there is going to live iconically, in my opinion. That's something that, and I'm wondering if if Ben wrote that or if he just came up with it off the top of his head because that was an awesome, awesome line. He probably wrote it and came up with a bunch of lines after his uh, World Series win line that that he said, uh, which was uh, which was not nearly as iconic as some of the other Braves calls. I think he probably sat at home after that World Series win and wrote up a couple different lines to uh, to call. Yeah, it it was great though, and that's something that I I love that line. You come at the Kings, you better not miss. Oh. <laughs> yes, Bane Ingram, thank you for being our play by play guy. And then finally, this one is this one's fun for me. Um, at a concert in Nashville on Sunday night, Elton John, who is on his uh, farewell tour, this is his last tour ever. How many? What? What? What farewell well tour does this make for Elton John? Like his eighth or ninth? Uh, I have no idea, but it's his final one. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Elton, John, we've all heard that. Elton John stops his concert to say this. And something that makes me very happy tonight, the Braves swept the Mets. <laughs> I, I didn't know Elton was a Braves fan. So I I heard this yesterday and I started to do some research and he's a legit Braves fan. Like he is a, he I, he, he lives in Atlanta. I didn't know that. Yeah. And he, he is a legit, like he has Braves memorabilia up in his house like with his 36 million platinum records or whatever uh sir elton has has done you know but yeah he's a legit braves fan he's not just pandering to the masses there i couldn't believe that no he's he's a legit legit braves fan i love it hearing him say that in front of we got elton john (laughs) 
and Tiger Woods and the Mets have Timmy Trumpets, you know, I will take our chances on that one. Every single day. And Jerry Seinfeld, I guess. We can't forget Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although he was extremely pissed at the Mets about the whole Timmy Trumpets uh, exploit thing. What? When, the, when they did it. The, you didn't hear about that? No. Oh man, when they had when they had Timmy Trumpets run out at the game and did the whole ceremony and everything, and Jerry Seinfeld's like, "This is the dumbest thing ever." He was like, <laughs> "You don't see the Mets." He said, "You don't see the Braves doing stupid gimmicks like this." And he was like, "The Mets are going to lose the series, lose the division now." And that was like, I don't know, a month and a half ago. When did they do the Timmy Trumpets thing on on ESPN? That was in August, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, the, and Jerry Seinfeld said back in the, back then that that was the stupidest thing the Mets could have done, and now they're going to lose the division. And I know you didn't hear this because you didn't watch it, but the, the uh, ESPN broadcast was talking about Timmy Trumpets because um, they brought um, Edwin Diaz came on in the eighth on Sunday night, and uh, Will, William Contreras came on to pinch hit, and William Contreras' song is is that song. Right. And they were like, oh, I've been waiting on this. I was hoping this was going to happen. He goes, but Timmy Trumpets uh, says that it's it's definitely, he believes this is for Edwin Diaz, not for William Contreras. He doesn't, he doesn't think it's for William Contreras. And I'm like, you okay. <laughs> Let's see how long Edwin Diaz is playing as opposed to William Contreras. But they should have played it. They should have played it both times. They should have played it for the pitcher and the batter yeah. for Diaz and Contreras when they came up yeah. and have two audios playing at the same time in the stadium. <laughs> uh, Billy, this weekend in the top 10, a little bit of shakeup is happening with college football. We have a new number one, not necessarily for a loss, but because of a bit of a poor performance. The AP top 10 looks like this. Give me, give me higher or lower. I'm going to run through the top three. Uh, and let me know your thoughts on on where they think where you think they should be seated. Bama is your new number one in the AP top ten. Georgia is two, and Ohio State is three. I could see, honestly, I could see the top two being swapped at any point. I think Bama and UGA are kind of on par. And let's be honest, and I'm not. I'm trying to say this without trying to say this without my fan hat on. Um, Ohio State's been pretty solid, and the fact that they have their offense is ridiculous, and their defense has definitely stepped up this year. Um, they may be a legit um, national championship contender this year. So I, I think one and two could be interchangeable. Three, I think Ohio State is right where it needs to be, right there. Um, outside of that, uh, I'm going to have some issues with the number five team. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've got issues with the number five team. Yeah, I'm I'm with you one through three. Uh, I I don't I don't want to I don't know if Bama's the best team in the country. I don't know if they're better than Georgia, but the fact that Georgia sort of did what they did against Kent State and Missouri, and it doesn't look like it is one-off mistakes. It looks like they legit might have some some big issues on the on the back end of the defense. And remember, um, Ohio State was two when they started the season. They dropped to three after a quote-unquote poor performance against Notre Dame, where they beat Notre Dame, who was a top-five opponent, by 11. Well, it, it was a poor performance. At the time. No, Notre Dame is Notre Dame has lost to, like, Kent State and Sun Valley Tech and... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, 
Notre Dame is uh, Notre Dame is not a good team. Not anymore. I mean, they no. lost from Marshall. No. Um, so I mean, I, yeah. I mean, none of these, honestly, none of the top three have impressive wins on the season. No. UGA's win over Oregon was impressive at the time, but I, well, I don't think Oregon's a good team now. I think they were vastly overrated by everyone, including myself. Same thing with Notre Dame. Uh, honestly, you could argue that the best win in the top three is Bama's one-point win over Texas. And Texas, when they have Quinn Ewers back there at quarterback, looks like they could be a, at least a decent team. I think Texas is better than Oregon and Notre Dame. Uh, but, you know, they're not going to be in the top ten anytime soon, I don't and think. Bama's so. got Texas A&M this weekend. Georgia's got Auburn this weekend. And Ohio State's got... Yeah, Michigan, Michigan State at 4 State. p.m. That's right. Yeah. We don't we don't have a good game until the 29th uh, at Penn State. I was about to say Penn so State's going to be our next one. Yeah, Penn Penn State, and then I mean Georgia really doesn't have a good game until they travel to Kentucky. Uh, the Bama Texas A and M game this weekend that should be good. I think Texas A and M got a lot of um, I think they got a lot of mojo back the past couple of weeks after after looking like doo doo. So I don't know. We'll see. The top three don't have a ton of impressive wins yet, they, but they are coming. All right, now let's go through four four through six. Uh, number four, we have Michigan. Five, we have Clemson. And six, we have USC. What do you think there? Four hasn't – I mentioned this last week. Four really hasn't played anybody, um, but they were ranked there, so I guess they're not getting pulled away from there. Uh, five, I'll say this and continue to say this and continue to say this. I do not believe Clemson is a top five program. I don't. Not this year. I don't see it. I don't. I just I've watched them play multiple times now. I don't care if about the top ten win they had against NC State this weekend because it wasn't really that impressive initially. Um, they fought and they battled and, and clawed too. So uh, USC USC continues to win in out west, and that's I would say they're probably top five in my opinion. I'm going to say USC should leapfrog Michigan and Clemson. I think USC is the top four team so far this year. I think USC USC should be four, Michigan at five, and Clemson at six. I'm with you. I'm not very impressed with Clemson at all. Uh, Michigan has looked fine against crappy opponents. So, you know, whatever. Rank rank them up there. That's fine with me. Um, But I think USC right now is a top four team. I think they're a playoff team. And then the last four inside the top ten: Oklahoma State, Tennessee, Old Miss, and Penn State. Yeah, um, I'm okay with those. Honestly, Old Miss has looked really solid. Um, Oklahoma State too. Oklahoma State. I want to see Oklahoma State challenged a little bit. Uh, Tennessee has been challenged. I want to see Tennessee. I want to see Tennessee, Georgia. Hold them. Oh, oh, they will be challenged. Yeah, do you know what ten, do you know what Tennessee's uh, uh, schedule looks like next couple no. weeks? At LSU, that's not going to be a challenge. Which is always hard. That's not going to be a challenge. It, have you ever been to a football game I at LSU? That, but that's not going to be a challenge here. LSU could be zero and ten <laughs> if you travel to LSU. Now it is a noon kick, so they don't get all the drunk Cajuns. Uh, I would have moved that to an eight o'clock kick if I was LSU. Um, they travel to LSU, okay. but then they're at home. The next week they're at home, luckily uh, against Alabama. Uh, and then the next week, they play UT That'll Martin. So they do have an off week sort of there. Yeah. Uh, and then after the UT Martin game, they travel, uh, they're travel. they at home again uh, against Kentucky, against a Kentucky team that might not be as good as I thought they were going to be. I still love Will Levis. 
Kentucky's still a decent That's team. a game I would circle. Uh, then, so in four weeks from, and then, from now. Was that after that, they travel through number two, Georgia. Yeah. Kentucky, Georgia is going to be those back-to-back weekends. Um, I saw somebody post on TikTok. It was just a bold uh, um, top four for the playoffs, and they had Bama, Ohio State. Um, they had Tennessee at the four spot. Or they had Clemson at three, oh, Tennessee at four. And I'm like, So the five the five week schedule for Tennessee looks like at LSU, Man. home versus Bama, oh. home versus UT Win. Martin, home versus Kentucky, Win. at Georgia. I mean, no, it's a loss. They're gonna go yeah. three. And two. So there's a, there's at least two losses in in that five week span, go three maybe two. three. Yeah, the only reason I say they win against Kentucky is they they get they're gonna get that's at home. Um, I don't I know LSU just creep back into the top twenty five, but I, I'm not impressed with LSU. I'm just not. Um, but it is what it is. Yeah, Tennessee takes losses Alabama and Georgia, and I think they lose one of those games LSU or Kentucky. But who knows? We'll see. Maybe they go five and zero in that stretch. Maybe they go five and zero, and they're the new new number one team in the nation. Oh God, <laughs> wouldn't that be? I mean, that would kind of be on par with this year's college football because this year's college football it has would. been freaking chaos. It's completely nutty, man. It has been completely nutty. Yeah, chaos is reigning in college football so far this Let's year. Let's get to the Marine South scoreboard, shall we? Uh, in softball last night, Temple beat Harrelson County six to one. Catherine Hart from Temple seven innings picked, seven hits, one run, no no walks, two Ks. Sarah Green went two for four with three ribs. Corin Deloach and Anna Howell both had an RBI while going two for four and two for three, respectively. Ulrica beat South Paulding seven to six, and Heard County beat Troop County six to nothing. Anna Wright blasted a two-run home run in the bottom of the third inning to give Heard County a four-run lead over Troop. And then Gracie Bailey added a solo home run later in the inning, and Heard scores on a single run in the fourth to extend the lead to six nothing and that is your Marine South scoreboard on the stump at games and events calendar tonight in softball Gordon Lee is at Bremen at five Carrollton is at Villarica at six you can hear this on the hometown sports media Villarica Wildcat Network tonight with Clay Harden and myself on the call uh, Heritage is at Central at 530 and then Hart County at Harris County at 530 that Carrollton Villarica game I'm not sure if I mentioned the the time it's at six tonight uh in volleyball carrollton's at campbell at 6 30 central is at southeast whitfield they they will face off against southeast whitfield and murray county at five heard county is at alexander um, and they're facing off against alexander and mckeetron at five temples at home versus airway at six and then villarica is at rome and they will face off against rome and gordon lee at 5 30. I anticipate Villarica to come home with a couple more wins tonight. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. I think they should have two more wins on that one. <laughs> Billy, you ready for another <laughs> cup of coffee? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor oh, Hannah Strong. <laughs> the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Uh, I This is not out there, but that Dan Olosky clip, I heard... Um, oh, well, what's his name? Howard Stern. I heard Howard Stern and his group of lackeys talking about it, and they were convinced that that was a real fart. And 
it was hilarious to sort of hear them speak about something that they were not involved. Like, you know, they're not involved in the world of sports. They have no idea what's going right. on. Um, and it was hilarious. It was just funny listening to them talk to it. Uh, Billy, the Falcons running back Cordero Patterson is placed in the injured reserve because of his knee uh, and is going to miss at least four games. That sucks. That's, that's a big blow. Um, they did call up Huntley to uh, fill the void at least for the next couple of weeks. Huntley did fine this yeah, weekend. He, 10, um, 10 carries, and, 56 yeah. yards. He looked good. He had a touchdown too, didn't he? Um, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. It did. I think uh, Huntley had a touchdown and Algier had yeah, a touchdown. So I, I was okay with him. Uh, the running game just needs to continue to do what it's doing. And, you know, I, I'll say this and I, I, don't, I don't mean to say this into a live microphone, but Falcons offensive line is okay. Oh, you jinxed them. They've looked okay. You jinxed them. I mean, if you honestly, if you look at it now, Billy, the Falcons are only one. I know we're only a couple weeks into the season, but the Falcons are only a, like a game out of a playoff position. Um, they they lead They're, they lead the NFC South. And on top of that, let's be real. Um, if they had good quarterback play, we, we may be a lot better than we are right now. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with that. I think who? Uh, well, I guess it doesn't really matter. They they have they have the Falcons ranked second in NFC South right now, but they're tied with the Buccaneers two and two. But they haven't played yet. Have uh, they? they play this weekend. They yeah, play this weekend. I, I'm telling you, man. I think the Falcons have a legit chance of making the playoffs. The NFC is absolute dog crap, and the NFC South is terrible. Uh, the Panthers are awful. The New Orleans Saints are I, terrible. There was there was and a the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not good. Uh, for audio fun of Stephen A. Smith, basically calling out uh baker mayfield oh, he's been i terrible. called him out he's been he's been awful uh, is, you know as bad as uh jacoby Brissett has been up in cleveland baker mayfield's been worse in carolina baker mayfield's been terrible speaking, i mean speaking awful. of the falcons before we move on do you realize that the falcons are top four in the nfl right now in rushing yeah and they i believe what? they have a top five overall defense as well what? Yeah, I'm, dude, I, I said this before the season began, man. People are asleep on the Falcons. Now, the Falcons are not going to compete for an NFC championship or a Super no. Bowl or something this year. The Falcons have a lot of good pieces where I think, you know, I, I think getting a wild card is not out of the realm of possibility. They have a lot of good pieces. And the crazy thing is, Billy, they're not even utilizing the good pieces on offense yet fully. You see that with the way Pitts and Drake London are being utilized week in and week out. Every now and then they'll get some nice pop big plays, right. but they're not being utilized to their full potential. I, I I said this all off season long, man. People are sleeping on this Falcons team, and they have got some pieces. That defense has improved. The offensive line has improved. You just got to find that quarterback, and I don't think they have the quarterback piece right now. Whether you bring in Ritter uh, to get some playing time or, or you keep Mariota, I think they're about the same. Neither one of those quarterbacks are going to put you over the top and win you games. But the Falcons have a lot of nice. Well, pieces, my question, they have a and lot I mentioned nice this pieces. yesterday. My question is, if you're if you're getting the same quarterback play out of Mariota and Ritter, why not let Ritter do this? Because, yeah, I mean, you're going to give the kid a little bit more exposure, a little bit more experience on this. I let him let him go. If you're getting the same quarterback play, go for it. Yeah, yeah. If, if everything's the same, let him go for it. So. Uh, we'll see. I love Ritter though. I'm I'm extremely biased. He's I've a winner, man. Doesn't Ritter? Like, he, what he did yeah, he at Cincinnati was impressive. 
Uh, more bad news on the injury front. Denver Broncos running back Javante Williams is out for the season with torn ACL and LCL. Dear Lord, man. Uh, so let's ride nation. Lost a running back, unfortunately. Uh, Georgia Bulldogs star defensive tackle Jalen Carter is out a week or two per Kirby Smart with a knee injury. Uh, and also Bryce Young um, tore his AC Slater joint in his shoulder, apparently, it's this AC past Slater weekend. So, yeah, it's a, it's a bad one. It's a bad joint. But uh, uh, Nick Satan hasn't ruled him out from this week, I don't believe. I think he's just day-to-day. So he's not officially out. Tua, they did announce, is officially out this week. Uh, duh. Better be. Uh, he'll, he'll be out he probably. Be. I would hope he's out for Dude. at least another he, week he after this be. one, man. He like, better be out this week. He better be out next week. He better be out all week. Like, Kid's a promising quarterback, dude. I don't. I don't want to see his right. career ruined because of a, a dumb week five right. start. And there you know is, what I mean? There are investigations going on in the NFL about that. So, yeah, and the the independent doctor, you know, got fired. Yeah, that that worked on his uh, yeah, originally. So deservedly so. Um, hope uh, T's and P's to him, and hope he recovers quickly. Albert Pujols hits his seven hundred and third home run and passes Babe Ruth for second all time in RBIs. The dude just keeps producing. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Pujols is about 52 years old. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I seriously, I'll be honest with you. I don't know how he's still doing what he's doing. At it's the crazy, age he's isn't doing. it? It's pretty crazy. He's, he's doing it. Yeah, so like, it's and it's, what's baffling to me is that people keep throwing him strikes. <laughs> like, I would too, dude. I absolutely would. At this, at this know, point, are you just, are you just going to throw him meatballs just down the heart of the plate just so he can crush him? For, I'm not going to throw him meatballs, but I am going to challenge the guy. Because when's the next time you're going to get a challenge, a hero like Albert Pujols, somebody that's done what Albert Pujols has done? You're not yeah, going but to. It's, it's Major I mean, League it's, Baseball and Major League, the pride of Major League pitchers. They're not going to do it. Oh, my God. They're, the they're pride. not. It's just it's, it's their think, way of thinking. It's not like... You and I think of it nostalgically. They look at it as, "Oh, this is my job, and I cannot do this to Albert Pools. I've got to, I've got to challenge him." Baseball can't get out of its I own agree. way sometimes. You know, he has a two point one WAR this year. <laughs> that's better than most of. That's that's yes. that's Albert Pools' <laughs> best WAR since two thousand fifteen. Hey, is it? He has a 2.1 WAR, hitting 269, 24 home runs, 66 RBIs, uh, 895 OPS, slugging 551. Man, the dude's 42 years old. <laughs> He's good. Found He's a resurgence. Good. Found a resurgence. Yep. And today in 2001, San Francisco Giants slugger Barry Bonds hits his 70th home run in a 10-2 win versus the Houston Astros ties Mark McGuire for the most illegal home runs an MLB uh, player has hit in a single season. And he went on to hit 72 illegal home runs that year. That I was, is that not back when Houston was part of the National League? I believe it was. Oh, oh one. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was Houston was National yeah, League. Yeah. Because I think right? we played, didn't we play sure. Houston in the 04 series? Um, am I thinking that? Incorrectly, uh, well, four division series or oh five division series. I think you're correct. Yeah, somewhere McCann around there. Hit that bomb against Roger Clemens against Houston. You remember that? 
I don't remember that. Oh, I remember the series. You don't remember McCain yeah, like, was hitting a bomb against Clemens? Oh, come on. No. I, dude, I barely remember the game that I watched last week. Come on. I don't remember any of that stuff. A terrible memory when it comes to that. You got anything else to add today, no, man? I'm good, dude. All right, let's get out of here on National Taco Tuesday. We will see you tomorrow morning. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!